welcome to the Leisure Business Broadcast, presented by David Kilkelly. Expert interviews, top marketing tips, and the latest digital know-how for the leisure and tourism industry. Hello and welcome to the Leisure Business Broadcast. My name is David Kilkelly. I hope you're busy planning and preparing for the new season. Um, We're just starting to get those first sniffs of spring, which I have to say is one of my favourite times of the year. Those first warm days and that feeling that you can kind of come out of hibernation and shed a few layers. To me, this is the beginning of the year far more than January. And this is the moment that's full of opportunity and inspiration. So it's a good time for new stuff and it's a good time for development as well. And this episode is going to be the last from the various winter conferences that have happened over the previous months. And it just so happens that you're going to be hearing from me today. As you may well know, I spoke at the West Country Tourism Conference recently and I talked about how to make video valuable and how that feeds into a distribution strategy. In other words, how to get people actually watching your video. And a lot of these issues are what we've been addressing with Shout Devon, which is our new video production and distribution service for tourism. And I'm really very excited to say that we've now launched that service. So you can find out more about it at shoutdevon.biz, including some example videos, different service levels, pricing structures, all that kind of stuff. So please hop on over and have a look. It's shoutdevon.biz, B-I-Z. And if you have any questions, then obviously get in touch and uh, we'll, we'll try and answer them for you. So let's get on with the talk. There's not much point in me introducing myself, so let's jump straight into it. This is from the West Country Tourism Conference at the beginning of February in Exeter. My name is David Kilkelly, and um, our company is called uh, Blinkback, and uh, we produce video and we do distribution as well, and I think that's where we kind of like to focus a lot of our attention. I'm not going to show you any videos today, which might seem slightly odd for a, for a video production company. Um, I'd like to talk about ideas and solutions, and I've got 10 minutes. You can find videos on our website. Um, what I would like to um, ask you to do, though, is just to come and find us on Twitter. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to auto-tweet various links to you throughout my talk, if I've got the timings right, which I've had to change because all the talks have changed. But um, so you can find, uh, you'll get various links there which are kind of useful throughout the talk. And don't let it ever be said that men can't multitask. Um, So I want to just quickly talk then about, um, I'm going to make the assumption, I'm going to start by making the assumption that you all know that video is a very powerful way of uh, marketing your business. uh, And and Gareth's already talked about a couple of those reasons why. Um, But I'm also going to acknowledge the fact that there are obstacles in the way there. And um, what I wanted to do is just talk about a couple of those obstacles and then maybe see if we can kind of think about some solutions for them. So having spoken to a number of businesses about this and done a lot of research, the main two that we've come across tend to be content, which is basically what you do with your video and what you actually use video for, and then costs. So let's have a quick look at content first. Basically, 
what a lot of people use video for and what they kind of the first port of call is like let's have a promotional video and promotional video is valuable and probably needs to be done but video is just a way of communicating basically and in the same way that you would use print uh, for a PR campaign uh, or advertising you can use video in lots of different ways as well and one of the ways of using uh, video that we like to do is to kind of maybe flip it around a little bit and basically put the audience first. So on a PR campaign, for example, you'll look for stories that are maybe happening, local stories. You'll try and draw stories out of your business and then represent them in a way that people actually want to read and watch and engage with. And you can do exactly the same thing with video. If you just use it in a promotional capacity, what you're effectively doing is just advertising. And there's quite a lot of evidence to say that advertising isn't really working anymore. And I think that's kind of important to think about when you're thinking about using video. So there's a lot of people are tuning out of advertising now. So just to give you a quick example, and um, this is um, not necessarily one that's based around masses of views, but it's an interesting one because it shows the contrast of um, two different um, approaches within one business. So we made a couple of videos for a campsite in a B&B up in Snowdonia. And um, they wanted us to make a promo video. We said, fine, make your promo video. We did that for them, but we said, can we make you a guide as well? Can we make you a guide to the local area that shows you what you can do when you come here? So you go to the coffee shop, and then you ride horses on the beach, and, and then you take a boat over, and you get ice creams. And that guide has always had more views than the promotional video, purely because it's valuable to the viewer. And if you're talking about getting reach, and you're talking about actually your video actually reaching out and, and achieving something, then putting the viewer first and making it valuable to them is kind of key. So that's, that's a sort of a, a, an interesting thing that demonstrates that idea. Now, having said that, I think we're kind of lucky in tourism in that it's um, the content that you produce is treated a little bit more softly than um, other areas. So, for example, there's a really good report, actually, that came out by Google a couple of years ago. Uh, if, you haven't looked, if you haven't seen this, I encourage you to go and look at it. It's called the Traveller's Road to Decision. And there's a number of interesting statistics in there, but they, they identify that video is being used throughout the buying journey. So there's this very long, elongated buying journey that we know about in tourism marketing, where people are dreaming about things and then booking things and researching things. And video plays a key role in all of those early stages, particularly. Um, and we're lucky in tourism in that, that, that whether it's promotional or, or whether it's more philanthropic video, that it is playing a role in those early stages. We don't get that in other industries. You don't get that, uh, you don't spend three months researching cat food if you want to buy cat food. Uh, you don't need, for example, cat food advisor. Um, and uh, oh, if he was here today, then I might be striking some deals with him later on over that. But, um, but uh, you don't, we don't need that. So, but in tourism, it does, we do need that, and it does work. So, rather than go into all of the different ways, which I don't really have time to do today, um, for, uh, that you can use video, we've put together a little document for you. Um, it should be auto-tweeting. If anyone's on Twitter having a little look, you can let me know if that's come up. But, like I say, my timings might be slightly off. If not, check, check a little bit later. That just runs through a bunch of different ways. It's an inspiration guide. It's free on our website. You can go and grab it. And it runs through a bunch of different ways that you can use video, just to give you some ideas there. Okay, next up, let's look at uh, costs. Now, cost is an interesting thing because when people talk about costs, what they're actually talking about is value. So to give you a quick example, if you went into a Michelin star restaurant, for example, and you had your meal and they charged you 40 quid for it, you might be like, result, brilliant, I've had, 
of a Michelin star meal, cost 40 quid, that's great value. If you went into a restaurant and somebody said, oh, um, here's a ham sandwich, that's going to be 40 quid, you'd be like, uh, hold on a minute, I'm not paying 40 quid for a, for a ham sandwich. So it's the value of something is determining the cost. So how do we make video valuable? Well, you've got to get people to watch it. And that's the most important thing. And what most people seem to do is just invest a lot of money into video and then just kind of stick it up on YouTube or stick it on their website and kind of hope for the best. Now, if you look at statistics like this, you begin to realise that that's not a particularly effective strategy because organic traffic is just... It, there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of stuff happening on social media these days. And you, I think, as, uh, as Stuart said at the beginning of today, the paid traffic strategies are far more effective now than just hoping that you'll get some traffic off YouTube, off your website. If it's on your website, it's only attracting or it's only appealing to the people who are already on your website who have reached there through another marketing channel already. So it's not actually bringing people to you. So, what's the solution to that? Well, I think. The first thing that I would recommend is to look at something like Facebook marketing. And there are a number of different reasons, and we've touched on a couple of them already this morning. Um, you can do targeting there. You can do retargeting. So once you've found that target audience, you can retarget to those specific people. So we can serve somebody a video, and then we can say, uh, let's serve them another video and another video, which means you can build uh, a relationship over time, and you can build trust, and you can develop um, that sort of relationship over time. Um, Next up, we can reach international audiences quite easily through social media. We don't have to go through other people. We can do it directly, literally into their pockets in foreign countries. And if you're going to do that, you want to think about um, subtitling your video into different languages. And um, actually, what you should really be doing is subtitling your video into English, uh, into English languages for English markets. And I know that sounds a little bit odd, but um, if you're familiar with how Facebook works now, a lot of the time, we're not even turning the volume up on our videos. We're just flicking through the social feeds. Uh, we might be in the queue or on the toilets. Um, don't pretend you haven't done it. And you're just flicking through, and you don't actually engage with the audio. So having the, the, the subtitles in the bottom there actually allows you to engage with the video when you're not in an environment where you can listen to it, which is quite common. And then when we do this at scale, we can get really good audience data as well. So we can get demographics about uh, who's engaged with the media, and that can be quite revealing sometimes. That can show that actually your target audience is maybe younger than you thought, or older, or they have a slightly higher income bracket. And then beyond that, beyond the sort of digital strategies, um, I think it's really interesting to look at the supporting industries that we've got in this, in this uh, market and in this region. So it's not just um, your customers who are interested in your content. Travel agents are interested in it, DMOs, ATPs, OTAs, and all those other kind of uh, acronyms. They're all hungry for content, and they're all, they all have a vested interest in promoting Devon as a region. So actually, there's a, there's a strategy, there's a channel there for you to get your video out to those quite sometimes large pre-established audiences. So we did a bit of work with Blue Chip last year. They've got 20,000 people on Facebook, and they were taking content from us and using it to market their business. Um, okay, and then I know I've rattled through a lot of this quite quickly. Uh, we've got a podcast, which I'd like to direct you to as well. Again, the link's gone out on Twitter. Um, and that's uh, basically a tourism-focused uh, podcast that we've been running for the last kind of six months or so. We've had luminary guests on it, like uh, Robin Barker. He's talked about uh, how to win tourism awards. We spoke to Rachel Lovell at 
at uh, River Food about how they use their YouTube channel to, to sort of uh, drive some traffic. Um, and you can subscribe to that on our website. And, um, and hopefully that kind of is offering some useful value to you as well. So just, uh, just to finish then, what I'd like to kind of sort of observe is that there's, um, there's some things that we can't change in these markets. So we can't change things like fluctuations in currency. We can't change the sort of national decline in domestic markets. But what we can do is we can all, uh, we all basically have the power to be sort of small but effective publishers of our own content. And what I think Devon needs is to kind of coordinate that so that we can represent a sort of coordinated voice. If we can bring all those individual voices together, then we've got something that's quite powerful and we can use that to present out to both domestic and sort of international audiences if we can coordinate that. And that's something that we've been trying to do with, with Shout Devon. And I think that's quite an exciting thing. Thank you. Thanks very much, David. Thank you. So hopefully that's inspired some thinking for you. The conference was really good. It's been growing year on year, and I'd absolutely recommend it if you're involved in the tourism industry in any way. You can find out more at westcountrytourismconference.co.uk. Like I said, that's the end of the conference talks. Uh, we're going to get back to some interviews, some expert interviews in the next few episodes. I've got some interesting candidates lined up. So make sure you subscribe for more top marketing tips and digital know-how. My name is David Kilkelly. Thanks for listening. Thank you.